0: Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about. Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show, more importantly, at HEFpod.com. Email us at HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. That is Facebook.com slash H-E-F pod, where you can find all the latest news and information on the Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. So don't do this podcast alone. And uh, join me uh, as I go <laughs> from my home in Kansas City in the Midwest of the United States. Uh, uh, I go from here in the real Midwest. North, it is uh, getting colder,
1: but it was 75 yesterday, so no complaints.
0: Wow. Uh, it was uh, freezing temperatures when I left uh, work at about 1 a.m. last night, so uh, how is it that you guys are warmer than us? I have no idea, but the real Midwest, dude, we had to have a real conversation about this, uh, but let's go even further across the water and over the seas along, uh, I forget which river it is, to Bad Philbo. Well, guess what? It's Roman
2: what's up what's up uh, the river's called Nidda, n-i-d-d-a not to uh, not to mess up with the nidder n-i-d-d-e-r so two different rivers and uh, yeah so the Nidda goes into the mine and the mine and the rhine and the rhine and the sea so that's how we are connected waterwise. wow uh i did not know that roman you teach us something new every week. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> some some local local Hessian uh, um, uh, the geographics,
1: right? So it's like a
2: nursery rhyme yeah. in there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then there's a the nursery rhyme, of course.
2: Yeah, it's nice. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. What can I say? It's a beautiful little river. I mean, every town got their little river, right? So, um, so we do too. You can do a nice exactly. bike tour along uh, the Nidda, right? So all the way to the, to the mine <laughs> and Rhine, it's a really nice uh, nice tour you can always take. Whenever you're here, check it out. Rent some bikes, it's nice.
0: Well, Roman, so I guess uh, my next question would be, in theory, does anyone actually take a little boat out to the Nord Sea uh, from that route?
2: Uh, so Nidda, no. Nidda is too small um from the mine you could in theory i mean yeah but uh nida no because like, the, the problem is so it's there are a few eh, you know there are a few blocks so to say right so you can't really go all the way by boat and it's still too small here but uh good good interest interesting i mean if you take your boat out for a little bit you know and then carry it a few meters you know <laughs> at, at one of those uh, what are they called um oh no the english word is missing you know where, where there's a different level. Um different level in Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
1: <laughs> here in America that's called Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> get out of the river, carry your boat, get back in. It's a big history thing.
2: Well it could be like a little, you know, like a, a little one, you know. Um yeah. so something like uh,
0: <laughs> folks if only you could see Roman as uh, desperately searching to see what is could impede <laughs> folks from going from Vadfield via the water yeah. all the way to the mine to the Rhine and then yeah. to the
2: sea exactly I'm, I'm, I'm looking on it but anyways we're not we don't have so much time to talk about river something situations you, in hessian um, especially when they're like small um, yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, and these small lakes that are around Detroit and small rivers that are around Kansas City. I mean, the Missouri River, Mississippi River, and uh, various great lakes that uh, Chris has. Yeah, not a big deal. All very small and minuscule, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. get to... Hayant uh, hey,
1: um, track, rivers, and lakes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, let's get to the match that drives this whole mad. Uh, and that is Eintracht Frankfurt to Stuttgart 2. I know I don't have my usual verve and shouting, you know, the re- match day result, but this is a third draw that the Eintracht have had to come from behind to snatch points, and you just kind of wonder, um, how much longer that can kind of go on because, uh, there's um there there's some concern in the Eintracht Frankfurt camp but there are some other folks who think you know what Eintracht is still in a good spot and aiming to get into that 6th seventh place you know it's still really feasible and yeah we've got plenty of matches to go uh 27 more. So, you know, there's plenty of points still on the table that can be gained in the meantime. And uh yeah, we got an international break so that some of the players, not all, can train in the meantime. I do think this international break is absolutely stupid, but we can talk about that in GIF. Um I tried losing to losing at the half. Um look, Torres uh, little clip. Of what was that Gonzalez? That was that was a, that was a surefire of a penalty giveaway you could ever ask for. It was to me a real tough pill to swallow. And the fact that you know what uh, we hadn't looked too, we hadn't showed our best yet. But then again, Stuttgart, you know it, the. And no no, you you when you give up a penalty so early in a match, it just really ruins uh like the kinda flow that everything's gonna have later on. And this just has been just a kick in the nuts. Uh, I'll let you guys kinda wax lyrical or start, you know, another rant. I'm so done on that I got one shot.
1: I I got one thing about this whole going down early. Why are we always getting beat one-on-one? I know uh, Abraham's a little bit older. Um, that's who got beat before Tori took him down, but we cannot defend anybody one-on-one ever. It's just what we've never done. And it got exposed on Saturday.
2: Yeah. And we just need one or two. Actually, I, it's even worse because we just need one or two losses in a game, like bad one-on-ones in a game. And we we can see the goal i mean that's like the like we're just too easy like we don't like it's not that the opponent kind of needs 10 chances on their make two or we kind of enable them you know to really uh you know attack us and like at some point they grind us down i always kind of feel like yeah and we've been talking about this uh, the whole season so far is it you no know, the others they just, they just need one or two chances to score you know and, uh, and and then with, in combination with what you just said is like, yeah, then we lose one or two balls because they're too old, too slow, to whatever, uh, or there are some loopholes in, in the defense and boom, you know, we can see the goal. It's just too easy. You know, and that's why uh, I I actually am worried because we just make it too easy for the teams to score. Um, and like, we have some trouble, like, and we talked to also talked about this many times, you know, that. That we say um, we're not creative enough to score, you know when when the opponent lets us, um, we, are, we we're like uh, too harmless in the uh, in and around the box, and we don't really, we are not really able to create these dangerous um, these dangerous moments. Uh, on the other hand, you know, we just need one or two to to get a goal And that's what kind of worries me because I don't see that changing. you know I mean, we had this against Bayern, so they score as many as they want. We had this against Bielefeld, against Cologne, now Stuttgart. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's like the same old, same old. It feels like, you know, I'm almost like, (sighs) like even watching games, you know, it's like, because I already know what's going to happen. And it doesn't even, like, even when you see a great game of Frankfurt, you know, like Cologne, where you kind of dominate the game, you still know they just need one or two chances. That's it, right? So you're watching the game, like, okay, it's going like this or like that. And you just know exactly until the 90th minute, until it's called off, you know. um, If if you're not 3-0 ahead or 2-0, they just need the chance to ruin it, and that's what it is right now. And now they, so that's my kind of disappointment about the whole situation right now.
1: I agree. Yeah. I so a, uh, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Uh, I posed the question five weeks ago. We have five matches coming up with Byron in the middle. We we looked like four of them were winnable or against teams in the table we should compete against. We won one of those. And, you know, we had three draws, but that's not how you get anywhere in the table by drawing the teams around you. You have to beat them. And I have major concerns because that was probably our best stretch to pick up points and we just didn't get enough of them. We're slipping every week.
2: I think um, and, yeah. and those are like the easy points, right? Um, to your To your point, you know, I mean, like. We haven't played yet against uh the whole Gladbach, Leverkusen, um Dortmund. You know, I mean we played against Bayern, but we know how that worked out. Um all in all, you know, like we let too many points um go by, you know, without so that's that's yeah, it just doesn't
0: please yeah. me. It. <laughs> it's okay. Um Look, all Ryan, you guys are looking at the grandiose uh, kind of terms thing. I I look at that penalty and I'm like, you know what, that was totally preventable. And you know what, you just get caught with that. But I look from uh, this point of view that the uh, we did have some good uh, shot opportunities. We just didn't take them and for whatever reason. Our goals are just coming in the second half of matches so far. And that's just something that we need to get off on the right foot and, you know, find that winning form, uh, get that winning formula out there on the pitch during the first half, because, you know, you guys get on talking about it. This is, this was a stretch where we could have really picked up some steam which would have been good because, you know, the matches after the international break are not going to be easy. Okay, sure, uh, we have Union in match day uh, nine, uh, but match day eight is Leipzig, uh, who's currently in second place in the Bundesliga. We know how those guys play. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw and their ben classic at the weekend. Dortmund is after Union. I mean, dude, those guys, I mean, those guys going to rip it. Unless we show up with some serious steel, those guys are gonna rip us to shreds. Uh, but the, yeah, like, I don't even see like, like how Unión is
2: supposed to do it better. You know, like how's Unión? Like, like that's that's the kind of stuff that we keep kept saying before. You know, there's Stuttgart, there's Bielefeld, mm. there's Cologne. You know, these things you want to beat, and now I don't see why Unión. You know, with like uh, uh, on fifth right now on the table. You know how we're supposed to. You know in, in that style how we're supposed to beat them well when you, you know, pump five think, balls
0: think, into bielefeld i think that kind of shows like okay so we didn't take our chances against a weaker team and union said you know what bielefeld just two years ago we were in the same division and now we've got an entire year's worth of bundesliga money in our coffers guess what we're gonna from the word go we're gonna go at you and they just Kicked their butts and now they're, you know, in the European places. I think Wolfsburg can be got at. Gladback has shown that, you know, the playing two times a week can be draining. And I think that they'll be, could be had. Uh, Augsburg, we know who they are. And so if we're not, if we do not get minimum one point, against those guys away to Augsburg. That's going to be a real kick in the nuts right before mm. we go uh, into our Depe Polcal, which uh, we'll get into later. And then <laughs> we play that same Depe Pokal team the very moment we return uh, in January. So uh I'll say this much. Okay, let's look at the second half. So, uh a couple of substitutions were made. Uh we still I'm still yeah. kind of wondering why Dribbleso is not seen as a guy who can uh, start from uh the very first minute, but uh three substitutions that yeah. Each one of the substitutions I'll go at uh, fill me with, uh, you know, positivity. I think Jibelso still, to me, is a better midfielder and has a higher promise uh, than, say, Adil Sankar. Uh, I'm kind of surprised we kept uh, core, uh in the, the lineup. Uh, considering his seriously close misses that he had, but Zuber not doing so much. So uh, he got scrapped. Yunus came on, Barkek came on, and eventually Kostich returned. And look, that gave me at least uh, the viewpoint that Kostich, once we return from this international break, he'll be uh, back up or running. And that's going to give us the kind of Great determination, fire that Zuber, you know, he's serviceable, but he's more better when playing through the middle of the pitch. And Kostic, once we put him out on, you know, out in the wing, oh, he's going to get back to creating all sorts of havoc. Uh, Eunice looked good still, uh, not as good as the previous week against Bremen, uh, in my eyes, but I, uh, Barcock uh barcock is back is uh what i put in the show notes and not gonna lie like when we mm. sent him out on loan there was a great hope that you know two seasons at dusseldorf will allow him to get some good uh playing time some good experience and he'll come back to us ready to take on the reins as a senior player on the team it, whilst he hasn't gotten the experience based on that based on his work ethic that I saw during the second half, I want him, uh, it, look, if we're going to use him as a super sub role, okay. But eventually I'm going to want him to start uh, being in that starting 11 and not uh, as one of the available substitutes on the bench.
1: Yeah, he yeah. should be starting. No doubt about it. I would agree. And <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'm getting to the end of the the Kamada experiment, um, there is a night and day difference offensively with Barcock out there. Uh, if we want to keep Kamada out there, maybe he can have some some uh, quality exchanges with Barcock, maybe in a little more defensive role yeah. with the two of them in the middle. I don't know, but Kamada is not bringing anything offensively. The thing, know, I would like, try it,
2: you know, with the, with a the starting lineup, and then if it really is was the bad idea, then you can rather switch later than the other way around, because so far, the proven track record, so far, at least, is more with Backhawk, right? So that's uh, what I don't understand, you know, where...
0: I will defend Kamada. Look, what he brings is when he does have his moments of brilliance, there are players in the Bundesliga that when they have those moments that, look, you're going to throw any defense, even a Bayern defense, those guys are going to, oh, okay, Bayern, Dortmund, those guys are kind of used to facing up against the the highest tier of opposition. But, you know, Kamada, he's able to – Throwdowns, his when he does, and yet he 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 goes quiet for long periods of the match. But I seem to recall a certain German striker would have no impact on the match, and then would pop up and have his one or two moments of brilliance, and his team would uh, come out ahead. And uh, his name is Gerd Muller. (laughs) <laughs> now, uh, no, there doing- different kind of different kind of players, but the thing is, you know, Kam- Kamada, tiny, he does tiny, add tiny a defense. kind of wild card factor that, you know what, when that card is played right, so- suddenly you have uh, Bundesliga defenses that are not going to have anything uh, to say against him. And look, I just worry at the moment that, honestly, there's one player... Um, on this team that uh, in the attack that scares the living daylights out of me if he goes down hurt. And that's Andre Silva, because I don't know if Dost or Aceh, when he comes back, I don't know if those guys can, uh, like, what we'll be able to do. I mean, I guess we could put Kostic as that center forward and just see what we can do until Silva's gone. But um, that's kind of, I look, Kamada, when he has his moment. Uh, will be that wildcard factor that Bundesliga teams hate to deal with and that, you know, look, he just needs some more consistency and that's just going to take more and more time. Sure, we saw it uh, last year in blips as well. Pretty bright blips as well, but... Look, it's there. We see it when it pops up, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, where that brilliant flash just came out of nowhere. Why can't we see that more often? Well, you know what? Lionel Messi wasn't built in a day, and I think that Kamada <laughs> has more to offer us in terms of stability, more in terms of productivity, and that's just going to come with time.
1: Well, what if we slide him back into core spot? Because oh. Core is he's been better this year, but oh, yeah. he's still not contributing enough. So you put Kamado where Core is, and then you can have him and Barcock out there together.
2: Yeah, I also wouldn't see it in if an uh, if an or, but uh, I, yeah, I, I think like you got to be more creative, right? And at least, even though I get it, but you know, you got to give Barcock a little chance, no matter how, right? Because he's really performing; he's giving. Uh, he's also an game. academy
0: kid that is like yeah. the thing that we don't really talk about he is one of our yeah. own he is the first guy to come through the academy he's born and raised in Frankfurt this is a Frankfurt kid and to me yeah. like he is one of the future pieces going forward the, it's been so what Stendetta was like the one of the last uh, academy guys to have a serious run in with the first team and yeah. when we sent Barkha on On I just thought, okay, please don't sell him like to Dusseldorf because he does well at Dusseldorf. Well, that didn't exactly happen. We were thinking, ah, crap, what do we got here? No, we have a good player. We just need to play him. And you know what? Five years down the road, we won't be surprised if he's the one who's wearing. Uh, the Eintracht armband leading the team out on the pitch because you know Frankfurt, born and raised, he knows what it means to the fans, and uh, when the fans are back in the stands, they'll be able to rally around one of their own. You know, being out there on the pitch like it was back in the olden days when Roman was uh, first following the team.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, but we should we should all agree that there should that we cannot keep on playing like this, right? Sure. And yeah, and, and maybe. Um, I mean, there's got to be some changes in some in some way. I mean, there are a few things, right, where I, I don't know what to do as well, you know, like, for example, with the defense, right, I think where, where I see our biggest problem, but mostly because, I mean, when you look at it with Hasebe and with Abraham, you know, both in their age, they're good by itself, but I don't know. There's like, it's not too bad as a
0: liberal position in my eyes, but we still need to, uh, be prepared because Abraham is leaving and we have to figure out who, look, I think has got one more year left, uh, in the tank with us and that liberal position will allow us to, uh, have Hinterega kind of work on a partnership with whoever it's going to be. Yeah. Is it going to be Indica? Is it going to be Tutu? Is it going to be the three of them? You know what? Uh, How he has played that liberal position, which maximizes his brain, you know, more so than his physical traits. Which, look, his long ball to Silva to uh, was... In pretty incredible Like, you know, he just pinged that ball And it just cut through all of Stuttgart and Silva Just straight down there And I was like, dear God, that is old school Long ball tactics And yet it worked And he put that on put that on a coin Just like Babe Ruth calling his shot uh, <laughs> He was just yeah. like, I'm going to put it and here I'm, And you I'm- get it
2: and I'm not saying, you know, of either, you know, of Abraham or Hasebe, you know, like that they are like the, the reason for uh, whatever the whatever the problems is. You know, I'm just I'm just pointing out that our defense is probably one of our oldest defenses in the league. You know, and on two key initial uh, players, we we got old guys. Right. That's all I'm pointing out. You know, I'm not saying, um, and and this is what you have to take into account. And I don't know whether. I'm I'm not the the expert too much to say like uh, that. This creates um, weaknesses for us. All I'm seeing is that our defense cannot uh, play to zero. You know, we're not even if we make even if we hold even if we make the game right. Even if we dominate the match, we're not able to to uh, avoid those one or two moments where um, where we just concede. And, and I don't even see how this is supposed to change, right? That's the other thing. Like It has been so consistent so far in the season that against... Um, I don't see how it's supposed to work against uh, Union, Yes. right? No way I'm going to think... I, I, I see this against Leipzig or against Dortmund or uh, Wolfsburg, maybe. Wolfsburg could be um, one Wolfsburg of those teams you know, that are like coach, by then. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, th- there I may see a point, but don't get me wrong, like three, four, five more, more points... Uh, within the next five games, I just think they're not enough. You know, especially of where we want to be, right? If if our goal is let's go to forty and call this uh, call the season, you know, Corona and whatever. But guys, this is our season without Europe, uh, without any, you know, harsh, rough um, scheduling where we can where we can, you know, make the Champions League, yeah. right? Or you know, where at least internally we had that goal and now i just see all of this all of this floating away
1: we are consistently inconsistent and <laughs> if we're doing that against what we call you know lesser clubs I, I say that with air quotes because these clubs are showing up against us and we cannot say that you know stuttgart recently promoted there's points on the table or cologne these are these are clubs that we're leaving points on the field and we're sitting at 11 i have a hard time believing we're not fighting for safety over the next two months
2: yeah well and and to to your to your point as well you know it's like um this used to be the old eintracht you know we're like okay we would beat the dortmund and the and we would uh, lose against the union right but for some reason i don't see us beating dortmund this time Right, and I don't see us beating Leipzig. Yes, we 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 won against Hertha and against um, Hoffenheim, right? But um, Hoffenheim, uh, Hertha was in struggle, or still is in struggle. Hoffenheim, you know, also they have a new coach, and that could be like the only team where I could say maybe. But I don't see us beating Dortmund. Do you like think the spirit is wrong, Gladbach? Roman? This is
0: something that was talked about on the other the uh, the Eintracht Frankfurt uh, podcast. Uh, our German-speaking friends who've been running that for many more episodes, and yeah, we have been no. running this. Do you think the spirit is wrong?
2: No, I I don't. I I just think we, for some reason, we we we're not compact. We're not we're not we're not disciplined enough. You know, we're not. Um, thinking enough I don't think I think they all want to I think they're all engaged and I don't I wouldn't say you know that they're like oh let's just play Uh, I think they they want to I just think we have we have a few weak points in the team and like and we said that even before we started and always I never understood why our problem was supposed to be the offense for me the defense is just the weak spot and and the defense is so weak that we always concede one or two goals and then you can do all the playing and all the nice stuff and all the good, uh, the goodness. If you concede one or two in every match, then it's uh, I don't know, you know. Then it's then it's tough. I would say this: for a, you always the need four to draws, score more. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because the, we always uh, concede. Draws, Roman, I think yeah. you could say that. Uh, with the what, from what I saw of the four draws that we've had against teams that we said no, we can take the full three points from. Stuttgart is the one that played the most open, uh, which Mm. is why they've been able to pick up a lot more points than, and have looked a lot better than uh, the three other teams we've had results against in Cologne, uh, Bielefeld, and Bremen. Those guys were more kind of trying to pack it in. And look, we're not very good at – we're looking good at playing very vertical. But when we have a team that just kind of wants to kind of pack those guys in, I think, you know – at the end of the day, we'll, we've we got plenty of time. We have plenty of space. We still haven't played Schalke or Mainz. And yeah. in case anyone did not know, those guys played against each other. And uh, I think someone called it the toilet bowl. <laughs> That's get, being polite. So there are those two teams that are still down there. Oh, and, you know, so... I mean, to your credit, Chris. I know that you're talking about. You know, we seriously need to, you know, be wary of the drop. I'm not as wary of that because, in the meantime, we're gonna pick up points. You know, here and there, we'll be more than likely we'll still be frustrated. We'll still probably be about mid table because uh, there's so there's only so many points that one. I mean, if Bielefeld can pick up, there's only so many points that Schalke and Mines can pick up, and I think eventually I think it's going to be those three that are going to be in the relegation uh, three spots. You know, Mm -hmm. we still haven't played Freiburg. And at the weekend, they just I mean, Kirsten Steis said that uh, it's like, well, what else are you going to do? Uh, Leipzig just put the hammer. I think he said something along the lines of "You know, just they came to play and they shut us down. And he kind of, you know, did in a sort of a mic drop kind of a. uh, blanket statement but you know look we've we've whinged enough about the eintracht river for right now we though we have talked about a few bright spots uh as we're kind of uh, doing a shorter ish episode than normal it is time for our favorite segment breaker it is hashtag what are we drinking and uh you know uh, as everyone had, well, as it's a little bit early for uh, two of us, so we can kind of comment on the beers that we are drinking of late. Maybe not right this very moment, but Roman, what do you have for us?
2: <laughs> oh God, I'm not drinking anything actually. Oh, okay, totally, then in general, <laughs> I'm just loaded with work. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think I have. Even my water is gone. You know, so I've just been from just work and appointment to appointment and conference call to conference call. And I don't have, uh, I don't have anything to drink. I couldn't even pull anything off somewhere.
0: Well, if you need a it's bottle, dry. well, let me know if you need a bottle of Glenfiddich. Fittich. I'll tell you uh, where the distillery oh, yeah. is so you can yeah. place your order.
2: Yeah, well, I <laughs> still have a little bit of work to do, but in theory, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Chris, the land, of, uh, the land of snow and uh, alcohol, in the state of Michigan. Uh, what do you got for us?
1: Well, given that the temperature has dropped 35 degrees in the last 12 hours, uh, I've switched from nice cold beer to nice hot Glühwein from our local German ethnic market. And uh, I've got it heating on the stove right now, and I'm excited to Ooh, dive nice. into that this afternoon.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, nice. Is, it a, is it an American brand, or is it like one that's... Uh, no, it
1: is, it is German import. I can't see the label from here. Great, uh, you know, radio moment. I got Gluevine over there somewhere warming up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, So I'm going. uh, So all my Oktoberfest has been uh, used up, and it is time, especially uh, now, to start cracking open the winter warmers. Uh, I have just gotten uh, Kansas City's uh, own well-known brewery uh, Boulevard Brewing Company has come out with uh, their traditional holiday beer the Nutcracker Ale and it's deep it's dark it's got a well let me preface uh, in Kansas City we're well-known for our barbecue and a lot of our barbecue sauces are molasses based and this is also a mole got a little bit of uh, that uh, in it so uh, I have been very Pleased with uh, Boulevard's Nutcracker so far. And if anyone is curious about, okay, why does Kansas City do that? Uh, The Southerners, for those who are listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, in the United States, a lot of uh, folks use vinegar based. uh, barbecue sauce in Kansas City. It's more of a molasses-based uh, barbecue sauce for most of the restaurants and such that are in our general vicinity. And uh, that is carried on in the Nutcracker Ale, the Winter Warmer provided by Boulevard Brewing Company. So, to that, I say Prost. And uh, that wraps up segment one of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Mm. We'll be back with segment two, where we talk about the Day of April Count. We'll talk about uh, the Eintracht Frauen. And then we'll... Uh, uh, maybe get a Roman's rant about the Bundesliga uh, as uh, we kind of take so, our international I think we break. We
2: already had a lot of ranting on my side here. I was pretty much ranting about the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: stay with. And we're back, segment two of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. So I mentioned that the in the previous week's podcast that uh, I did solo, that uh, the Depe Pokal draw would be made, and so it was. And Eintracht has been drawn with Bayer Leverkusen. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year's <laughs> finalists. God, I was, when I saw that, I was just like, you, Great. I was just like, Ooh. son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, as there goes the expletive uh, mark for the podcast. Um, look, we were both semi-finalists this past year. It took forever for the draw to happen, but, you know, we can blame Finefoot and... uh Toguchu München for that, uh, which then took forever for them to play the, the Schalke No fear or the Scheiß No fear, as most people are referring to them. But hey, you know, <laughs> somehow Schalke got through. I was hoping that we'd get like a Essen or Ellsberger, or maybe even a local tie with Wiesbaden or Darmstadt, or, you know, maybe a chance to level the score with Oom. Um. And uh, we got... Probably, if you look at all the other draws that uh, all the other draws that happen, we are honestly our matchup is the biggest matchup that there is, the biggest, high, most high-profile matchup. I guess you have Stuttgart Freiburg is kind of a big deal. I mean Hanover is kind of close to Bremen, so I guess that can be considered a big deal. But you know, yeah. ours is really the who's highlighted matchup the thing? round. Who's Bayern playing? Oh, uh, Kiel, who are currently
2: in... Kiel, well, I bet they show that on live TV. They don't care about all the other ones, as long as, you know, they show Bayern. I would even bet money on that, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's not that, uh, I mean, Kiel's not too bad when it comes to the Zweite Liga. Uh, In case anyone did not know, they played out to a draw with Hamburg. And so the table still sits with Hamburg at the top of the Zweite Liga with a four-point gap. Then you got, uh, weirdly, uh, Northern Club Usnebruck on 13, then 12 points each for uh, Greuther 5th and Holstein Kiel, uh, if I got my pronunciations right. Roman, gr- grades at, uh grades out
2: of 10? Uh, yeah, actually pretty good. Yeah, Holstein Kiel. I mean like what what else is there to say? <laughs> the Storks.
0: <laughs> the Storks, yeah. Um I was hoping, you know, that at this point we might at least in the Zweite Liga be having uh some more traditional teams like a Bochum or uh obviously Hannover 96 just would be lovely to have back up there. But I mean, actually it's kind of it's very ugly down at the bottom of this Vitaliga where Fortuna Dusseldorf is on the cusp of the relegation zone. You got Casual, you got Nuremberg, you got St. Pauli, who are all mm-hmm. down there. It's, It's. Pretty ugly, but then again, you know, all these teams are on eight and seven points, and then there's a big old gap. And then there's, there's Wurzburger kickers at bottom with one point from seven matches played. We could be there, <laughs> we could be mm. a Wurzburger fan, and then you would almost have to be an Eintracht fan just to have a team to cheer for in the uh ESTA Bundesliga. But you know, Depe Pokal, uh, it, Kind of is weird because so we got uh, our match that's going to be played for, I guess this is the, you uh, know what, um, so this is going to be match day 14 that the Eintracht will be playing in the Bundesliga against. Uh, uh, against Bayer leverkusen um actually it's match day 14 so uh that the time slot hasn't been announced for match day 13 and beyond Uh, that's mostly down to who's gonna who has qualified from uh the UEFA group stages uh and beyond uh they'll probably announce the i think how it goes is they'll announce like the first four fixed the next four fixture time slots after this international window. So we'll find out probably by the time we record our next podcast of what times there will be, you know, for all the matches in January. Um, like I said, that's down to, uh, how the teams put pro- who are participating in the UEFA Europe league and champions league do to make sure that they get through to the, you know, next rounds or if they're not, because remember, uh, uh, Europa League plays on Thursday, Champions League on Tuesday and Wednesday, and those clubs who are participating in that are going through the gauntlet. But you know, who knows? Maybe those guys will uh, all, maybe all six who are currently involved will come out on the other end, and uh, you know, you know, only good things for the Bundesliga itself. But it, it, I was hoping for a deep run for the Pokal, and now I'm like damn it, we had to freaking face against one of the higher teams, and it'll be kind of crazy, kind of like when we played last year uh, season, uh, when we were scheduled to play Bremen in the Pokal in the Bundesliga and back-to-back, and then, you know, one of those matches got pushed out because of uh, the weather in Salzburg, or when that match got pushed back a day, um, it's going to be quite interesting, and I'll say this much, for us playing those guys in back-to-back matches, I think, uh. The Bundesliga match is probably going to be the more interesting of the two because um, we'll, they'll have been played in such close proximity that, you know, it'd be like a head to head match in the Champions League where, you know, hey, guess what? We saw tactics here and you're going to you know, it's all, it's more going to be about the tactics, not necessarily about the, you know, personal man motivation. But, uh, you know, I'm looking way down the line, guys. Ah. Uh, uh, could be worse, we could be playing Byron again,
2: yeah, that's true. But I mean, what can we do, you know? I mean, like, yeah, that's but you know, with the Bokal, I don't worry, I think there's always possibilities in the Bokal, you know, you just got to live with what you get, and if you want to win, you have got to beat everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, um, uh, you know, of course, you know, it's always easier to have some somebody second league or even third league team, you know, but I think in, in the Bokal, you can always make a change, you know, no matter what. I think there's always high on. So it's high on uh, on motivation, um, you know. It's so I think you know everything is possible, and at least against Leverkusen, ah, well, you're not going to make the money with a full stadium, that's for sure. But um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think the Bocal, everything is possible. I'm not really worried about this, and especially right now, since the since the the performance in the league is so bad, you know, like I like the Bocal is like so far away. Um yeah so let's just see how where we are once we get there and uh I got all the other worries right now you know, so um <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even it's, it's so far away the It's like if you would ask me like what do you think are we going to do uh, yeah it's just so far away
1: I know it's not good uh good form to look too far ahead but I think the the one thing I'm going to look at out of that no matter what happens in the in the cup match, what kind of changes does Hooter make? I know I'm on the fence with him right now. I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt, but that's going to be an interesting one to see what kind of tactical or personnel changes he makes, or are we just going to hope upon hope that we get it done? We'll see.
0: We'll see, indeed. So yeah. uh, we've done it's a actually an
2: of- interesting an interesting take. Okay. With the uh, with the Hutter thing, right? So I'm not I don't wanna like blow in the same horn as we say, right? So um but Yeah, due to COVID, is be interesting. obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I I, I I would also give him the benefit of a doubt, but still, you know, like so here's the thing with Hutter, right? So generally speaking, I don't think he is the mastermind then that I hoped he would he would be. You know, the one who who can get 15% more out of each player, I think that ship has almost sailed. You know, I think that's also why we still have him and he didn't, and I don't don't see him with Dortmund. Like all the big plan, you know, if you would have asked me like one and a half years ago or like a year ago, we're like, oh my God, I hope we can keep Hütte and uh, he's going to go to one of the big players, big teams. I don't see that right now, you know, Um, because he doesn't, he, he doesn't give solutions to the problems that we have, you know, he, he, he cannot solve our defense problems. He cannot solve so far, so far our creativity issues, um, in, in the offense. And, uh, and, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling for, you know, to get rid of him. No, I think he's the right coach and he should stay with us longer. I want to give him more time, but he didn't bring the magic that we might thought, you know, or that we hoped.
1: Yeah. We relied on talent a lot early in his his tenure, and you know we don't have to beat this horse yet, but I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions, and I think it's fair to give Freddie Bobic the upcoming uh, transfer window to see if we can kind of bolster something, but we don't have the talent to carry us, and that means you have to rely on tactics, so
2: yeah,
1: we got to see more from Hooter, yeah
2: I, would
0: agree. I can totally agree I would agree. So uh, now that we agree on that, can we agree to move to uh, the what is left, which is basically a bunch of news and notes, and and then we'll be able to say adieu. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of uh, eagles that are going out on international duty. Uh, so there are two uh, going out for Switzerland. So that So and Zuba have been called up by Switzerland. They'll be playing. in... look, we've already. Uh, what a month ago we were discussing uh why were we doing this you know it's the same story all over again and we're gonna probably have fallout as well but so we got two players for australia and hinterreg and ilsenka who are playing in uh friendlies and then you got a couple matches in this quote uefa nations league which i at this point i think they should have just scrapped it and (laughs) just said look we're waiting for the the flipping uh vaccine from Pfizer to be tested as good and then wide distribution and hopefully we'll be able to get back to full stadiums. Uh, cause Axel Hellman said, uh, this is really a kick in the nuts financially. Um, I already mentioned, uh, the two players for, uh, Switzerland and Zubara and so who, um, they are facing against Belgium, which actually probably would be an interesting match to watch if you want to uh, take in uh, international matches. Uh, KT is going is with Germany as they play uh, Ukraine, and then they have uh, play Spain, so that could be interesting. Costage uh, just got back to being fit, so of course uh, Surrey has called him up. And they have a couple uh, crunch messages against Scotland and Russia and Hungary. Yeah, Uh, Barcock is going to Africa. God, that's probably a bad idea. But I would say that Morocco would be a safer place than, say, Chad or the <laughs> Central African Republic, but maybe I'm being a little mean on that. So he's got called up from Morocco and Kamada has been called up uh, for a uh, pair of friendlies for Japan, but they're being played uh, in Germany. I think and they're being played in Austria, if I saw that right. And then you have Sherbert who's on the U21s as well. So uh, quite uh, not as not too many players playing internationals but it's more of a damn it why the hell can't everyone just
2: stay home it's the most absurd thing uh, ever uh-huh. happening on this planet right now sure like, there's not a single sane reason why this is supposed to happen i mean just with what you just called up you know the names and where they're going you've got to think about it we're like in the biggest pandemic of uh, of our times you know people are losing their jobs They, you know, they have trouble. People are dying. And what do we do? We send our soccer players all over the world for fucking friendly matches. You know, I mean, give me a break. Now, here's my other rant. You know, it's like the most insane people. Those people, you know, who who like, who who allow this in the UEFA and the FIFA, you know, they should just slap them every day. You know, everybody everybody should go by in Zurich in in their stupid villa and slap their face every day for this stupid decision. I mean, give me a break. I mean, how insane is that? You know, I mean, I get it that we have to keep certain, uh, certain economies going and, and that we kind of have to lock down certain things. I get it, right? But fucking soccer players, soccer matches, international friendlies and stupid nation league bullshit stuff. I mean, that, that's got to stop, you know? I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, enough of that. No, you're
1: right. Hardly anybody's watching half of these matches anyway, especially with no fans there. The friendlies don't make sense. The Nations League I don't like from the beginning. It just it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to do it. Get creative with your scheduling later in the year, whatever you have to do, but I'm gonna be holding my breath for two weeks after the break because you never know which team's gonna be short on players.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just like a- I don't know.
0: Speaking of players that Eintracht is short of, uh, we are short of players who are out on loan duty. Aha! See what I did there. Uh, so Zalazar uh, has actually been probably doing the uh, best of the of all of our loanies. Uh He's been playing at Saint Pauli, and uh, if anyone listens to Talking Footballs well, Patreon, uh, is part of the Patreon subscription. Which yes, there was someone who from this podcast who made an appearance. Won't well, uh, won't ruin that surprise for you. Uh, Zalazar has been seen as one one of the best players at St. Pauli. He was able to score in the, the derby. Uh, though that t- club is in kind of a, the shits right now, second division as a kind of referenced, you know, there's five teams on like almost within like one point of each other. So it's just a hodgepodge down at the bottom of theirs. But he's been doing really well. And so it's something exciting to think of uh, as he will eventually make his return. So we've got our two Eagles at uh, Schalke, Nufia, Paciencia, and Ronaldo has been just getting, you know, he's been really going up against it. And it's been pretty ugly. He's been playing every single minute. And Paciencia has been playing basically every single minute every single game. No goals for him, but Schalke is just Shaza And uh, so we got Nils Tendera, who's making his... R- uh, quite a few appearances for Lokomotiv uh, Leipzig in the regional Liga, which I think has been placed on hold uh, due to all the lockdown stuff so he's hoping he'll be able to get some more matches once they resume and League, uh Dejan Jovallik is down in, in Austria at the Wolfs- uh, Wolfsburger and uh, he's actually played a lot uh, with them participating in uh, the, uh, the Austrian um, Pokal and the UEFA Pokal he's he's got a lot of matches under him so so far but uh, has only scored twice so uh, here's hoping that those guys will develop a little more and of course we always love to talk about the the Eintracht Frauen so Everyone knows how when I do talk about the Frauen that I always say that Fry Gang is being played too much. Well, she didn't get played uh, this weekend as she was coming back from international duty with uh, the Frauen uh, Mannschaft. And that did not matter at all because, you know, hey, guess what? Uh, the Eintracht came away with a 3-0 victory. So uh, they keep pace, place them still in fourth place at the weekend, a 3-0 defeat of Duisburg, who's in the relegation zone, so well done to the ladies. But we have the original, if you want to use that stupid phrase, Dirk klassiker for the Frauen is Eintracht versus uh, versus uh, Potsdam, one of the other traditional uh, female-only uh, Bundesliga Frauen Bundesliga clubs, is going to be at the weekend, and so. Here's hoping that uh, the team will be able to keep on running because the at current state uh you got byron who's got eight matches all wins 24 points 22 points for Wolfsburg the traditional two in the last five years uh on 24 and 22 points each and then you have 16 points for Potsdam and 14 points for the Eintracht and uh with the win at the win in the weekend against Potsdam fingers crossed uh the Eintracht will be able to get into third place and then that means a place in the Champions League or at least uh uh, keeping a pace with that as the women's uh, the the Women's uh, Champions League has been expanded from two to three teams so here's hoping that the Frauen uh, uh, keep things going I know we might beat that drum a lot with the fact that Fry Gang leads you know all the players and you know uh, if this team is to be successful, they have to get into the Champions League, otherwise the Fry is going to leave. Uh something yeah, well, at
2: that, least you know they won again. So that's I think was kind of like the, the good news of the weekend, so to say. Schedule's gonna the, get tough, time, but keep yeah, scoring goals. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and by the way, again, guys, I have to break weeks. Weeks. off, I got my my uh, next call lined up. So um, where can we follow you on social bye, media, bye, Roman? Uh, Twitter, SF Bay Eagles. And Instagram same thing all right cool. so choose to Roman
0: and thanks for having Roman back on yep. the podcast as usual so take care of our friend thank you and bye. bye. <laughs> so Chris um you've been paying attention to a lot of what uh, uh, uh as other people have um what do you think has probably been Whilst it is uh, fun to watch the Frauenbundesign again have the Eintracht be part of that, I found it really a uh, pain in the butt Concerning the fact that the Frauen Bundesliga is one of, I would say, one of the four uh, great female soccer leagues in the world, uh, in WSL, uh, our own league being one. Then you have England with the uh, WSL, and then you have, I guess, well, I mean, some people would say I'm kind of stretching here. Aside from the Fraulein Bundesliga, you then have the French uh, Division 1, Division right. 1. I mean... The fact that, you know, you have this magenta sports that just makes it so that, you know, unless you have a VPN to watch the match, to cheat and watch the matches, they force you to almost be... In Germany to watch and you can't really enjoy the Eintracht one unless it's on the the old feed and even that from the DFL uh, not DFL DFB's is uh, YouTube channel they used to show matches there all the time and now he, the access is just really yeah. it's so hit and miss and it's just frustrating because you know what this is one of the genuine best leagues in uh in the women's game and you know you have eintracht versus potsdam you would think that that would be you know a key marquee match to be able to show worldwide and when it comes to broadcasting in the united states or even you know even if it is just on a pay subscription it's really frustrating the fact that you know when it comes to the coverage that you know it's on the magenta sports but hey guess what you aren't allowed access to that worldwide this is one of the best leagues in the world uh when it comes to the women's game you have two exceedingly top-end teams and you get in um Iron, you have it in Wolfsburg, and you can't even and beyond just the I tract, and you can't have access to it. It's not like as though this is the league that most uh, that has typically out. If you take Olympic Lyon out of you know the contention who have been what the champions of Europe for like six of the last eight seasons if you take them out of it the Frauen Bundesliga has been the league that is providing the other finalists if not the other winners season in season out and there's no way to watch it whilst NBC and their connection with uh, the English Premier League shown in the United States st- is has picked up the rights to show those matches, especially when, you know, the English Premier League is not, you know, is taking a week off like they are this weekend.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it, it's interesting, especially for those listening in the United States. You've seen some big American names, uh, the Carly Lloyds and Alex Morgan sign in Europe. Um because the premier league has the money, uh, and the clubs are going to have the money, but the consistency year in and year out for the best play in Europe has been the women in Germany. And, uh, for those that don't follow the women's game as closely as I do, Wolfsburg is, I mean, and, and along with Bayern, but Wolfsburg is a giant in the women's game in Europe and the opportunity to see a traditional team like Potsdam next week and then Wolfsburg the week after that, we're not going to have that opportunity. I'm going to find it. I'm going to go searching high and low on the internet and probably sign up for some illegal stuff that someone's going to steal my credit card (laughs) info, but I'm going to find a way to watch the match. And I'd much prefer to spend my money in a more safe and legal route to find the match. But you know, I hope that's something that that the DFL can do is say, "Hey, uh, the partners, the partners we have on the men's broadcast side, what can we do to garner some interest on the women's side?" Because there are some great matches being played. Women's soccer worldwide is is on an uptick right now. It's always been bigger in the United States because of the U.S. women's team's success, but even worldwide, you're seeing a lot of players get that recognition outside of the world cup cycle. And I love seeing that. And I hope, I hope uh, that the on-track frown get that kind of exposure that they deserve, especially with, with the merger and them now being under the Eagle crest. It's a big deal. And that's something that should be promoted. I know that the club does a great job of promoting them, but the the association needs to be more involved and make it more accessible to everyone.
0: I do agree because it's it's one of the top leagues. Uh, we mentioned that. Look, uh, from a U.S. standpoint, you have so many. Uh, Members of the women's national team who've all moved to England. Now, a lot of them say, oh, they're, you know, a big club. And, you know, when they're referencing Manchester United, they're not talking about Manchester United women. They're talking about Manchester United as a team. Whilst you can guess what? You know, if you did go to a uh, Bayern Munich, hey, guess what? They were the quarterfinalists. They only lost to the eventual champions. You could go to Wolfsburg. Hey, where did they finish? Oh, yeah, they won the Frauen Bundesliga title. They won the. Uh, they then got, excuse me, not won, but they uh, lost to Olympic Leon in the Women's Champions League final, which. In case folks are kind of not aware, um, CBS, uh, who's picked up the rights from uh, BR Live and Turner Sports, who have been showing the uh, Men's Champions League. Guess what? The Women's Champions League was kept in that. And so uh, the Women's Champions League will be shown there. And that's where the real... Difficulty that I have with following, you know, uh, US-based uh, teams is the fact that, you know what, uh, it is kind of a kick in the nuts that, you know, you if you want to watch the best Americans, uh, you can't just look at your own league. So the NWSL in the United States does have still a majority of the women's national team members, but the top-end persons have all left for Europe. And they all are aware of the fact that no idea when things will be back up and running. So where can I play? They all went to England and almost to a T all of them said, Hey, you know what the language, you know, the lack of dealing with the language, the lack of language difficulties is a real, uh, thing there. And yet when we were talking to, uh, the Eintracht Frankfurt's, uh, own, uh, American goalkeeper, uh, Haberlin, hey uh, the, talked about how the, whilst the language was a difficulty, she knew that when she made her move to uh, the Frauen Bundesliga, and originally that was with uh, Potsdam, uh, she said that when she made the move, that was seen as the women's league to go to, despite the fact that there was the language difficulties. Um, she knew that that was the competitive league to go to. Now. I almost am looking at the fact that there is no media access that really is going to keep this league, uh, keep this league back. But uh, I I don't I don't have enough skin in the game as someone who's a father of a little girl who probably thinks that soccer is just more of a fun thing. And hey, maybe at one point she'll think of it as something bigger you almost want her to have the opportunity to look at another league, look at the Eintracht, because she knows a dad that loves the Eintracht. She can look yeah. at the fact that there is a pathway to Germany, to one of the best leagues. And I would hope that the future is bright, but right now it whilst the Eintracht future is bright. it The league isn't as bright as it could be with no real good way to watch all the matches you know you're provided with what a match that you're able to watch every week and even then you need like this vpn thing is just driving me mad
1: i know it, i so need to get off i know i mean i i am a girl dad and i'm all about the women's sports uh, across the board but because i'm such a soccer fan and i love having my daughter involved with it um she sees the Frankfurt men play, and, and when we put the Frankfurt girls on, she said, Daddy, those that, girls, they're wearing your jersey. And like, No, they're, they're not wearing mine. They're wearing ours. You want that to be the family experience, not just for the men's side, for the women's too. And we're missing out on that opportunity. The league as a whole is missing that opportunity to reach a more broad audience and a youthful audience. Younger people are watching women's soccer more than older people are and that's something they need to tap into. But yeah, we ranted about it. It is what it is. Nothing contractually is going to change during the season, so
0: And in case anyone's wondering, it's like, "Well, how do you know that the women's game is being broadcast of other leagues?" Um just on Friday alone when the Eintracht uh, Frauen take on uh, Turbine Potsdam in a real high-end clash that we have already discussed um on ESPN Plus the same platform that shows uh th- uh the Bundesliga in the United States uh <laughs> Olympic Leon the kind of pinnacle of the women's league they're on there And, you know, there's this new kind of women's uh, media outlet called uh, ATA Football that's, you know, helping promote, you know, the, quote, high-end items of the Women's League. And so far, they are focusing on putting out anything that uh, OL is a part of and everything that is English, which kind of drives me mad but then again I understand (laughs) where kind of why folks are so focused on it because oh it's the same language as ours
1: it's a resources issue right now you have to justify breaking that language barrier and right now it's not there
0: well, wow. anyways, um, that kind of wraps up all the talking points that we had for this week's episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, episode one hundred and forty-seven. Uh, Chris, I'm giving you a platform here to not only discuss where they can find you in the social media landscape, but what is going on that you want to bring highlight to in the world.
1: Oh, boy. Well, uh, unless, you
0: know. of course, you want to talk about uh, certain U.S. Pol- politics, of which I've, look, I've tried to stay away from as we record. This is on. Um, in the United States, uh, U.S. Uh, Veterans Day, which honors those who have served, of which you are one who has served, so I'll let you have the soapbox uh, for the moment. Yeah. Though if it is about the politics, let's try and uh,
2: keep No, I'm going to leave that one out general. of it. I'm yeah, politicked that-
1: out for the week, and those that follow me on Twitter, my my Twitter will go back to normal now that this election is over. I'll talk soccer again on at CNT three one three, but. <laughs> um, it, it, as far as Veterans Day goes, it, there's a very close connection between U.S. veterans and on-track Frankfurt. Um, obviously, Timothy Chandler, his father was a service member in the United States Army. Uh, Timmy grew up in Frankfurt, the uh, son of an American. There's a connection there. And then the American bases in the Frankfurt area uh, from K-Town not far away and, and uh, Ramstein Air Base not far away and down the road uh that's the reason a lot of americans follow on track frankfurt not me I lived down near nuremberg for a while that's not my connection but it's a big deal and so you know for those that serve those that spent their time in germany in their tours of duty I appreciate it I was right there with you and I know brian you feel the same way so happy veterans yeah, day everybody
0: was unable to do my own service uh blame uncle sam on that and uh certain decisions there, are in but you know no i'm not i'm gonna stop gruff, uh, grumbling about that but yeah uh veterans day it's a time that uh and for those who are in canada and the uk our fellow listeners uh, uh this is obviously a different day uh, remembrance day and it's too it's really to honor those who have served. We're not trying to go back in history to kind of relive moments where, you know, people did uh, serve and all that. Cause I think that that kind of. Um, that kind of defeats the purpose of why uh, those are being honored. So, you know, from all the days of service, I say uh, thank you to anyone who has, you know, put on the uniform to protect those of their neighbors and friends. I think that is something that, um, at times can be uh, glorified, but, you know, it's a simple act of saying thank you to anyone who then was able to uh, uphold, you know, the rights, the liberties that people are able to enjoy that um, are kept uh, up by those who decide to make that self-service sacrifice uh, to Fight to protect their nation by suiting up for their local armed forces so
1: we love to have the freedom to talk about our mid-level club god bless america
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh there's that too uh that kind of i think that kind of beats this thing uh kind of uh, takes care of everything here uh to wrap it all up where can we find you on social media
1: i'm on twitter at c and the d 313 and i like to stir stuff up on our hand hey track frankfurt discord channel
0: there we go yeah find us uh Uh, Join the Eintracht Discord channel. Uh, You can find that in uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook link. And, uh, well, of course, uh, I tweet that out from time to time. So follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. You can follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod for all the English language uh, information covering the Eintracht. And, uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE Roman can be found at at SF Bay Eagles. So uh to wrap up uh this fun episode of uh Hey I'm for episode one hundred and forty-seven. Uh take care everyone and uh stay safe and uh choose. Hey, I'm